Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, welcome to your Hollywood Crime Scene mini episode. Hello. So as promised, um, on this week's main episode, I said I had a little Nick Prugo epilogue story that was too juicy to be tagged on the end of the episode. So it's going to be the sort of main subject of today's mini episode. Now, this story, we're going to get to Nick at the end, but at the beginning, it involves a esthetician named Dawn Dalloise. <laughs> I'm sorry. Say it again. Dawn Dalloise. Wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Dom Dalloise? Yes, but it's Dawn Dalloise with a D A, not a D E. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I had never said that name out loud. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, that's insane. Even though reading it, it's still crazy too, because we all know I love the name Dawn. Okay, so she's. Her name is not originally that. Her name is originally Dawn Kohler. She was born in Florida, and she was like a Christian girl growing up in Florida. She wanted to get out of Florida. She hated it there, and she dreamed of moving to L.A., which she did with her husband at the age of 21 in 1982. They divorced shortly after. She took odd jobs, including doing risque modeling for Fredericks of Hollywood catalog. Uh, In 1983, she married Rick Dalloise, and that's how she got that great name. It's a great name. Yes. Uh, Rick, by the way, is R-I-C. <laughs> of course it <laughs> Just is. Just so they can be extra. Of course it is. Uh, it wasn't until she was 34 and pregnant with her second child that she went to a skincare specialist for her first facial. Now, the esthetician she went to was a working mom who had made good money and had a flexible schedule. So this really appealed to Dawn, and she enrolled in beauty school. At some point during her research on what kind of skincare she wanted to offer, she discovers a, mach- a machine that uses a low-level electrical current to promote skin toning. According to her, it's an old technology that originated when studios offered beauty services to their contract actors. In 2000, she begins advertising galvanic ionization facials for $125 a visit. Clients love this, and they're lining up to get this uh, facial. I've actually had facial toning. Have you ever done that? No. Is it good? Uh, I like it. It's non-invasive. It just has this electronic thing, and it kind of... It like tightens your skin. I don't know how long lasting it is. I think people get it really regularly, but I, it was like an add on. I used to get a facial a month before the pandemic. Right. And it was like an additional thing that was included in my monthly facial club. Right. So I was like, okay, sure, I'll do it because it doesn't hurt or anything like that. Right. Uh, but yeah, it sounds like what she's doing is that because this was like French and it was like old Hollywood kind of thing. So I kind of liked that aspect as well. Now, in 2000, I mentioned she started giving these facials. She set up a shop in West Hollywood and really became like, uh, had like a celebrity clientele. She did eyebrow waxes and facials. She did treatments for people like Jennifer Aniston, Ted Danson, 
And according to her, a quote, for a short time several years ago, Hillary Clinton was using my products from my line. She also created her own line of products that I think just sold in her store. Right. Uh, she also claimed that Nancy Reagan um, used her products. I don't know why you'd brag about that. <laughs> <laughs> now, she had like a mini... Um, I guess, burst of publicity when Nicki Minaj went crazy in 2011 at her thing after saying that her eyebrows were ruined after one of these facials. Now, Dawn just kind of chalked it up to all publicity is good publicity. That's not good publicity. When it was a celebrity. That was her way of dealing with it. Now, at some point in 2013, Gabriel Suarez uh, decided that he was going to open up a little shop in West Hollywood. He was in his early 30s and handsome. He planned to cater to a mostly male clientele, and his shop was going to be called Smooth Cheeks. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) It's great. Now, he hires like contractors to come and renovate. You know how these... These places are all like suites in these kind of office buildings. They set up these little shops. Uh, So Don was irritated from the get-go that this construction work was happening in a nearby suite. She was used to competing in close quarters. However, um, at some point, a female esthetician had moved in next to hers, and she believed that woman was poaching clients from her. She said that she would stand at her door accosting clients as they came in, especially early in the morning prior to my arrival. What would she be like? Oh, your skin looks like shit. Yeah. Oh, she's not open yet. Why don't you come on in here? Right. We'll give you a free like a consultation, right? So she she kind of said, oh, this is a really competitive business, and people still stupid really low to kind of win. And I don't doubt that's true in some ways. Well, especially in the beauty industry, especially, I mean, at least as far as I know in Los Angeles living here, uh, whatever the newest, hottest technology or product is, people are going to want to flock to that. Yes. And there's a lot of people in that business here. Yes. Uh, for sure. I imagine it's very competitive. Yes. So in May of 2013, um, she has drink with drinks with the Vanity Fair writer Nancy Joe Sales. They had met each other at some point in LA. While they're having drinks, someone shows up, Nick Prugo, who had just gotten out of prison. Now he had been in prison for a year, and I think when he shows up at this drinks, it's um just a month out of prison so when he was, shows up. Was he invited by Nancy? He's meeting Nancy after. So she had scheduled two meetings back to back, but one kind of ran late. So there was like a little bit of a crossover. Oh. Now, um, Prugo, I'm sorry, uh, Dalloise ends up kind of hanging out with them both once he arrives. At some point, she realizes that they live near each other in the valley and she offers to give him a ride home. Now, on this drive, home. They start speaking about like what they want to do. Nick wants to get into the entertainment industry and she starts forming an idea for a reality show while they're driving back. She said, so she knows he is from the bling ring. Obviously that came up. Uh, So she said that she thought it would be cool for them to present a reality show where Nick was a break-in expert. He could bring Tess Taylor uh, as his sidekick, and they would use their skills to reveal security flaws in upscale homes. (laughs) Were they doing a bunch of cocaine at this dinner? Uh I have no idea. That's a terrible idea. Because that's that's just the only way I could see any kind of right. let's start a business together conversation happening. No. The name of the show was High End Heist. Now, 
the biggest flaw in this is Nick is not a break-in expert. He happened to get lucky that these homes never had security systems on and had open and unlocked windows and doors and stuff like that. Like he's not even a good break-in expert. So the 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 premise of the reality show high-end heist would be that they would give you tips on how to break into homes. They would go into someone's home and say, here's what's the matter. You leave your windows, you know, you need to do, it's like lock your door and put your alarm on. (laughs) Like what's his advice? Right. I mean, it's a dumb idea. As you said, it's very cocaine induced seeming. Now she has no experience in Hollywood. Obviously she tries to kind of act as his talent manager, I guess. And she does get a publicist and an agent for him at some in some way. So uh, she must be connected just from her clientele, right? She's really going after it even the next day. Oh, yeah. And she contacts his parole officer saying to him, hey, this should fulfill his employment condition because we're developing a reality TV show together. Did she want to fuck him? <laughs> I don't get why. I, I don't get it. It's all very weird. Now... <laughs> for for her trouble, she's going to get 20% of whatever he earns when they sell this television show. Look, I'm going to spoiler alert. They don't ever, this show doesn't get very far off the ground. It's a terrible idea. Now, at this point, this racket from her neighboring esthetician is really bothering her. At some point, she storms over and confronts the workers um, who don't, according to her, don't seem to understand her. She's being very Karen, in my opinion, uh, yelling at the workers and causing a stink with this guy, Gabriel. Now, in June, Smooth Cheeks opens, and it does great business. Uh, she doesn't really have any more interactions with them since they had this. she had this run-in with his workers. Um, but she sensed there was bad feeling between her and Gabriel. And I don't doubt it. He's yeah. probably like, shut up, you fucking bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, at this point, uh, Nick begins bringing an acquaintance around when he visits Deloise's clinic. This guy's name is Eddie Feinstein. They met while they were at LA Men's Central Jail in an area that was reserved for gay guys. Did you know they had a special area there? I mean, I guess it makes sense if it keeps them safer, but that's where they met uh, in this uh, LA County Jail. So they're both young, you know, white gay guys. Um, They're in prison together or jail together. He's 29. Um, He had been arrested for parole violations stemming from a prior arrest for grand theft and an identity theft. So that's why he's in jail. After he's released in the summer, he and Prugo start their friendship again on the outside. He becomes friendly with Don Daloise. <laughs> Sorry, I can't stop saying it. And he also begins visiting her for facials because she's like, hey, you, need, you can work on your complexion. She said he was very arrogant. Every time I saw him, I figured that would be the last. But Nick said he really liked me and kept coming for facials, so we became friends. Now, in July... At some point, she goes to her car to drive home. She knows her tires were leaking air. She had had them replaced, only discovered that the new tires were slashed a few days later. Then it happened again. Now, the woman who was managing the shop where she took in her car for repair 
told her that the perpetrator knew what he was doing. The tires had been punctured on the sidewall, making them impossible to fix, so she had to get completely new tires. Oh, what a pain. Yeah. Now, she had heard rumors in the beauty industry that Gabriel Suarez wasn't to be trusted. She said, I got this vibe from him. I just strongly suspected that he was behind it. She shared her um, thoughts with Nick Prugo and Ed Feinstein, and they were. she said that they were delighted to hear this juicy gossip. Now, Feinstein, uh, Feinstein began reporting back to her about Gabriel as well. He would say that he saw him snooping by the dumpsters or lurking outside my shop, which validated my suspicion, and I was ready to believe it. Meanwhile... Dawn and Nick's relationship is deteriorating. They get into a big fight at some Hollywood Hills party, and they eventually stop seeing each other altogether. Now, Ed sticks around, however, and her trust in him grows because he begins complaining about Nick's erratic behavior as well, so they kind of bond over hating Nick. Now, it seems that the men had their own falling out as well eventually, and Nick started leaving drunken messages on Ed's voicemail. Dawn was also receiving annoying voicemails from Nick, along with catty text messages. This is so messy. <laughs> it gets worse. She writes a letter to his parole officer detailing that she's not work- they're not working together anymore, so that's a violation of his parole because I guess he has to have a job. Right. And she says, according to a mutual friend of theirs, um, they had that Nick had violated violated his parole by going to Vegas and taking drugs. Now, that was Ed who gave her this information. Nick is sent back to jail for violating his parole the minute that information comes in. And obviously, according to Don DeLuise, he blames her for this incarceration. She literally did it to him. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, w- I wouldn't say that's a false, like, that's an error in blaming. Like, he actually, she actually did do it to him. She should have mind her business. She absolutely should have. Now, the tire slashing was just the beginning, however. She soon began receiving phone calls. She didn't recognize the incoming numbers. When she answered, strange men told her they wanted to do things her to her. She also started getting text messages with dick pics. <gasps> she began to trace the calls, and she found several raunchy posts on Men Seeking Women section of Craigslist, advertisements that looked like they were created by her but were not created by her. Each ad included her name, phone number, and home or business address. One post read, mature woman, celebrity celebrity facialist, wants no no strings attached sex. Another asked men to fulfill her rape fantasy with her. (gasps) Interested parties were instructed to pound on her apartment door late at night and heighten the realism. Men showed up, at least five of them according to Dawn, in response to the rape post. She said, I would sit in the dark praying they would go away. I just held my breath. Flyers came next. Blowing across Santa Monica Boulevard, these flyers littered the sidewalk in front of the building where her salon was located. The photoshopped images showed Don DeLuise bleach blonde feather hair and a beaming face over a comically large breasted woman in the throes of intercourse with some guy. First time free, one flyer read. Sex party tonight, another said. Uh, they were all in bold sans serif. Uh, like a typeface used for lost dogs. Emails with the same images went out to all of her clients, her neighbors, even her pastor and her congregation. 
The church secretary offered to pray for her. (laughs) The email address had been created to closely resemble hers, but it wasn't exactly her email, but it tricked people into thinking it was from her. Now, she tries to do damage control, sends you know, emails of her own telling her friends that someone is out to destroy her. I sounded nuts, she said, and but people definitely started being like, oh, I'm going to stay away from her. Now, she lived near the North Hollywood police station, and she started reporting this stuff to local officers. She says she went in five separate occasion, occasions to talk to them, um, but they were basically dismissive. Like, they're like, I got, there's nothing we can do. Stalking crimes are really hard to prove. I told them I knew who was doing it. Gabriel Suarez, um, who was a her, her rival. Right. And they were, so Nick was in jail at this point. Nick is in jail at this point. Yeah. So after all of this stuff is happening, then the stalking came. Now she starts getting texts describing what she's wearing and doing. You look very good in yellow today. You looked really tired when you were going into work, like things like that. So she knows someone is watching her. Um, She said she couldn't get through a session with a client without someone knocking on her door looking for sex. Then a Facebook post appeared on her Facebook feed targeting one of her daughters. Her youngest daughter was uh, 20 years old and had just joined the Air Force. It said, ammunitions expert seeks BBD to ride her like a rare Appaloosa purebred. I'm sorry. What's a BBD? Big, big black dick. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. I've, I've heard it with BBC before. Big black dick. I mean, I guess it's the same. Yeah. Uh, so this... This showed a picture of a young woman that was not even the daughter. It was just someone else. Then an email impersonating her older daughter followed followed saying, I like to have incest with my mother. (gasps) Now, she's this is going on for months. Like, she's getting harassed like this for months. She dashes off a text to Ed Feinstein. She says, I find... I found someone who's going to take care of Gabriel. His name is Chris Guile, and he's an ex-Detroit Lions quarterback. He's on my Facebook page. Now, she would later tell police she hadn't meant anything by that message. She had met a former football player um, on a day trip day trip somewhere. And she's like, I was just blowing off steam. In March of 2014, though, a loud knock on her door woke her up in the, while she was sleeping. It was the North Hollywood police bursting into her apartment and arresting her. They were, she's confused. She's like, what? I'm the victim here. Why, why am I being arrested? So she's basically being arrested for hiring a hitman <laughs> to kill her rival esthetician. They uh, thought, at this point, they thought that the football player, yeah, that she just that she was hiring this football player to kill this esthetician. Wow! And the person who did it, she says she remembered a cop saying, "Eddie Feinstein is your best friend in the world now. He stopped you from ruining your life." <gasps> so she's taken to the West Hollywood Sheriff Station, charged with solicitation to commit murder, and put in a holding cell. 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 She's arraigned and stood accused of attempting to hire this hitman to kill Gabriel Suarez. Her bail is set at a million dollars. Now, she can't pay that million dollars. After arraignment, she's booked another facility uh, in Linwood, which is in South, like South LA, I guess. What evidence do they even have to arrest her? Just that she made a post? <laughs> yeah. So she, she was like, this must be a formality. Surely they're going to let me out. They can't keep me on anything. A week passes and another week passes. She's sitting there waiting a trial date. Uh, and one, 
and wondered what that detective meant by Feinstein saving her life. Now, as these weeks turn into months, she la- she finally discovers that it was Feinstein who had been maliciously plotting against her and he wasn't working alone. He was working with Nick Prugo. Wow. Now, the funny thing is that the guy she was going to reporting all this stalking stuff to, his name is like Detective McCauley. He's the one who arrested her. So when he's investigating her claims, he starts talking to her friends to like get backup evidence and to see what's going on. While he is interviewing Ed Feinstein, uh, she, Ed Feinstein tells this guy about the whole scheme where how she had messaged this guy, Chris Gill, to kill her, her rival, et cetera. So he turns, he basically like turns on her while this cop is interrogating him for her stalking accusations. Like, because she had told the detective that she suspected it was this rival esthetician. I don't know. I honestly, after reading all the things I could about the story, I still don't really know what Nick and Ed's deal was. Like, I don't know if they just thought it was funny. He had, I'll get into a little bit that he has a history of this stuff. Uh, But I'm saying the detective, the detective had no idea. Like she never mentioned to the detective, oh, these guys don't like me. She didn't know. She didn't, she just always assumed that it was Gabriel. She was so focused that it was this Gabriel guy. She never looked anywhere else, which is stupid because these guys had access to everything she did and would be able to do it, right? Like I also think the detective's stupid. Well, that's definitely true. Now... (laughs) (laughs) So after she's in jail for 10 months, by the way, because she cannot get out, uh, she does like an interview with LA magazine. Um, the interview, the person who interviewed her said she had created jailhouse eyeshadow from charcoal pencil and toothpaste uh, and like made commissary lipstick into rouge. Like I was like, I will read a book about how you make makeup in prison. Like, oh yeah. That sounds so interesting 100%. to me. Yeah. So obviously she's very uh, fucking distressed. Um, She's desperate for someone to give her story credence. Like she's like, I'm telling the truth here. Like everyone's fucking with me. Like, but she's the one sort of paying the price for all of this. Um, She tells this reporter that Feinstein is dangerous. She found out that he had stalked women before. Now he was arrested in 2009 after stealing more than $100,000 from a local pet groomer. Sorry. Now that forced this woman into personal bankruptcy. Obviously that's a ton of money. He, she had hired him as an assistant and in no time he gained access to her computer and stole all the money from her business account. He contacted, contacted American express and convinced them he was the husband of the owner and was able to like get all this money off of her credit card as well. Now, after serving time in prison for ripping off the dog groomer, he's released in 2012 and immediately begins harassing the woman who he stole all that money from. So this is a pattern. Yeah. His motive is, like, people just don't know what this guy's deal is. He's obviously just a fucking sick person. The woman starts receiving hundreds of vile, threatening text messages from, like, fake numbers. She also spots him like outside the street of her house. Some of the text messages threaten members of her family. He's investigated, police investigate these numbers, but it's impossible to kind of figure out these numbers and what they lead back to. This is like, it's also sometimes they'll use things that are registered in Canada or like other, you know what I mean? Like Mexico. So it's like even harder for them to figure it out. Right. Um, 
she says uh, a roommate of Ed Feinstein's at the time was growing leery of what his behavior was. Like he was seeing what she was doing to the, he was doing to this woman and eventually tells this woman, this woman, everything he knows. Um, so this gets him busted for violating the terms of his parole. And that's when he goes back to jail and where he meets Nick. Now, three months before Don Dalloise gets arrested, he has, they basically say now he's the one who kind of convinced her that Suarez was after her. Like he planted that seed, um, basically. In January, when she headed to Big Bear for that like day trip, that's where she met this guy, Chris Gale, who I mentioned was a former college football player and played for the Detroit Lions very briefly. Um, he owned a company that makes barbecue sauce and was like a personal trainer. <laughs> That's what he's doing now. They met at this bar, kind of hanging out, had a few drinks. He's a big guy, and they joked about different ways that they might teach her stalker a lesson. Afterwards, she sent him a text adding a tasteless detail. She adds like this crazy stuff about like, maybe we can get like a white supremacist to go after Suarez because he's gay. Yeah. Wait, wait, Don. Yes. So she's acting like that's a joke, but I was like, uh, that's kind of sick, but that's not funny. Yeah. So she, she thinks these texts are just lighthearted and not enough to arrest her for murder just to make her a bad person. Now, uh, she, after she's arrested and rain arraigned, they're starting to build this case for prosecution against her. They basically, I think they quickly realize they have fucking nothing. Right. But they're too, they don't want to back down. It's like one of those situations. But she's she stays in jail for a very long time. Once she goes to trial, which is almost a year later, she's basically acquitted in like 40 minutes. Like the jury doesn't even barely, it's like nothing. And they're back with a, a non-guilty verdict. At some point during this year while she's awaiting trial, they have a 2020 segment on this case and pretty much all the players, you know, go on and get interviewed, including the detective Macaulay. It's during that interview, he starts to believe Don that Feinstein might have had something to do with what happened. Still? Yes. So this is, I I jumped the gun on the trial because it's not really that interesting. But yeah, so that's when he does a search warrant and confiscates Feinstein's computer Uh, he basically picks him up and sees like the evidence on his computer of this brutal campaign of harassment. They've had a year to gather evidence. Yeah. So, I mean, that doesn't mean that Dawn though is free to go because she still technically, you know, hired this hitman. Technically. I mean, she didn't hire him. I know. She sent a, I know it's crazy. I mean, she did. She sent a really gross text. Yes. But she she said something to Ed as well. But it was all sort of, I think that, I think what I read was, unless you like pay a person, it doesn't really count. Right. Like that's where, sort of where the plan gets into like being sort of executed. Like I'm not discounting that Don might be a piece of shit. Exactly. But, but the cops <laughs> have had really like. Oh, absolutely. They fucked, fucked her over. They fucked her over. Now, uh. But yeah, so this obviously is not good news for Ed Feinstein. Um, the alleged hitman, Gail, he's not even a suspect. I mean, he didn't do jack shit. So yeah, uh, basically they just stick with it. As I mentioned earlier, they have the lawsuit. I- I'm sorry, the uh, trial. And she's basically acquitted almost instantly. Um, 
Gabriel Suarez, though, is still pissed about it, obviously. Yeah. He's like, uh... <laughs> Gabriel Suarez, meanwhile, is just like, I've been minding my own business with my pink cheeks. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> Cheeky smooth, bottom. Smooth, smooth cheeks. cheeks. Smooth cheeks. <laughs> Making asses in West Hollywood I'm smooth. I'm just waxing assholes and bleaching them. Like, whatever he does there. Smooth cheeks. I mean, it must be waxing, right? Yeah. I, I imagine it's waxing assholes and balls. So, yeah, she had spent nearly a year in jail for no reason. Like, and during that time, obviously, her business fell apart. Her, you know, life fell apart. She lost her apartment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, She had her whole client list. That went down the tubes. And they do file a civil suit against uh, the detective um, as well. Now, she also files restraining orders against uh, Ed and Nick, so these guys, Nick and Ed, they have to face their own, you know, actions. They are sentenced to 350 hours of community service and three years of probation for stalking. They plead no contest to one misdemeanor count of stalking after the judge reduced their charge, which they did face a felony charge that was basically solicitation of rape. Like the, the way they had those guys come at her. Uh, had a very serious charge that that got dismissed. So they pled out uh, for the lesser charges and they had been ordered to stay away from the victim and her children. Now, Dawn is trying to make a comeback. Really? I did see that she is starting up another facial business and now she is offering what she calls killer facials. I guess trying to jump on Come on. (laughs) I know. Come on. So I think she's added an addition to her electrodes. There's like collagen strips that get adhere to your face like a mummy. And then you get these, the electrodes, the like the combo yeah. is that facial. To be honest, like I feel like I saw that on a Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode. <laughs> that facial, it sounded really familiar with like the mummy strips. Does she have a salon open? I still? honestly wasn't quite sure if it was out of her house or not. Right. Like it was sort of... I mean, sometimes those salons are in a house. Like I've been to one where it looks like a cute little house and it's a hair salon inside in West Hollywood. Yeah. So it might be in the Valley somewhere and maybe it's on her property. You can do that. I mean, you just have to get a permit for it. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, she certainly seems uh, problematic to say the least, but obviously what happened to her is also very wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so who knows? So yeah, that's his story. Isn't that a wild? <laughs> meanwhile, Nancy Joe Sales is just like I was just trying to go to drinks. I know, like <laughs> these people. What? How messy is this? L.A. has so much mess. <laughs> it's a big sprawling city, and there's a lot of messy people here. That's why we have this show. Absolutely. I mean, it is. You get you get some you get some interesting folks coming. Coming through. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that a wild postscript crime? Yeah. You know, I told Desi before she told me what she was going to do for the mini episode this week that I had read this story in LA Magazine a few years ago and I wanted to do it for a main episode, but it just was not long enough. So I'm so glad we were able to tell this story on the show. It's really wild yeah to do that to someone i can't even imagine these guys showing up my god like how scary is that (laughs) also i still can't i like i kind of get nick maybe he wanted to get back at her well this other guy just like had a thing for stalking women yeah or like torturing them in some way like yeah 
like, or maybe he had a long con where he was going to eventually try to get her money somehow. And it right. just, she fucked up by hiring someone or getting busted for that. Right. Although he turned her in. I, I don't know. Like, I still can't quite figure it out, but whatever. He it's, might have uh, just been along for the ride that he was like into absolutely. that. He had done it before with the dog groomer. He's bored. Yeah. Uh, he could take care of her. Maybe him and Nick never were not friends. And he's like, I'll fucking take care of this. <laughs> like, right, right. I don't know. It's, it's sick. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have had a really stressful year with work and family stuff, and I know I'm not alone when I say I tend to push that stress down in order to get what I need done done, and that only makes things worse. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. In the past, therapy has helped me navigate many situations from helping me to set boundaries to just becoming the best version of myself. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I love that it's entirely online, so it's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com HCS today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash HCS. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Desi, did you have any movie, podcast, book, TV recommendations? I don't really. I watched The Shining. I rewatched The Shining this week. A very good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend if you haven't seen it. I, don't, I, I can't imagine there's 
many people who haven't seen it. But if you, but ha- if you haven't, what are you what doing? A, how lucky are you? You yeah, get you- to watch The Shining for the first time. I also started watching Room... Oh, fuck. Room 237. 237, uh, which is various people's in-depth uh, analysis and conspiracy theories uh, about, you know, the meaning and symbolism of the movie. It's very uh, wacky because they go way deep into these things that probably no one had any idea would mean anything to someone. So right. if you like that kind of stuff, I guess check it out. I, I only watched half of it, to be honest. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't in the mood for it. At some point, I'm just like, okay, like he just put the can down. He didn't turn it a certain way. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like at some point, it just gets too like yeah. detailed for me. It's They're like, it's searching. a good movie. I don't need, I don't need all this. Like, I, th- I think originally when I watched that movie, I thought it was real analysis that was with facts, which I was interested in seeing. Yes. But I didn't realize it was just like the equivalent of, uh, you know, Bigfoot type stuff. It's speculation. It's speculation. Uh, and, oh, I did, a, I did a podcast. What'd you do? The one with our friend Scott that you did a few weeks ago. Right. The Luck Stops Here. That's yep. what it's called, right? Yeah. So it's up right now. He already, he already loaded it. Damn. <laughs> he's faster than I us. I literally recorded it like hours ago, and he's already put it up. So by the time you hear this, it will be up. We talk about the Mets, we talk about the Sopranos, and we talk about Mr. Belvedere sitting on his balls, which we did an episode on once. Right, we did. <laughs> so if you want to hear more of that, uh, go check out his podcast, give it a rating and A review. good rating. Yeah, give it a good rating. Even if you don't like it. Just give it five stars. Who fucking cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going through the trouble to look, just click five stars. Seriously. It's a nice thing to do. Uh, yeah, so that's all I did. I was working. What about you? Well, the new season of 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After started. So oh. Watching that. There's never not a new season. Na- <laughs> that show's starting. That's, a, <laughs> that's the thing about the 90 Day Fiance universe is there is always a new show within the franchise that yeah. is starting. Right. So I'm never out of content. Yeah. That, that was the highlight of my week. Uh, I'm trying to get into Seeking Sister Wives. Oh, I saw that. I was thinking of it too, but I don't, I just don't know if I can handle it. There's a, <laughs> I don't know why the guy seems so irritating to me. I just don't know if I can do it. You're thinking of sister wives. Oh, is it different this one? This is seeking sister wives. Okay. Seeking sister wives <laughs> is, is people who aren't yet in these, what they call plural marriages. Okay. And they're testing the waters and they have like just met a girl that they are bringing in. They're bringing in, bringing in this new woman into their relationship, and they're testing the waters. So I've watched a few episodes of season three because I'm not starting at the beginning. Is it um, good? I, you know what? I was really distracted when I was watching the first three episodes, so I'm going to go back and like watch them again. But yeah, I mean, it's entertaining. It's another TLC show, and you know, right. I, you know, I love garbage. Yes. So. Now. I mean, I liked Big Love. <laughs> well, that's an actual show. I know. That's my type of show about plural marriages. I liked it a lot. You did. Did you like it? I didn't watch it. Oh my God, you should watch it. Is it like I didn't know you didn't watch that. Thrilling? Uh, it is very soap opera. You'll love it. Okay. You will absolutely love this show. Okay. I'm telling you. Uh, it's great. You know who's in it? That actress, Grace, the older woman. Oh, I'll... 
I can't remember her last name right now. But I love her. You'll love her too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't know you didn't see that. I would have no, recommended it a long time it. ago. Um, let's see. I mean, I watched some bad movies this week that aren't even like worth talking about. Um, we did watch The Legacy. We finally watched The Legacy just now. Did we tell them that the the person wrote in telling us what it was last week? Yeah. Okay, I said I we were going to watch it. Okay, right. Because we talked about the VHS cover. Right, 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 right. So there is a cat in it. <laughs> the, the cat plays a pretty big role. Absolutely. In the movie. And the pool scene was exactly as like, my thoughts were, like, which is so satisfying. Because right. it was like... It was such a hazy memory, but I was like, oh, the water actually is very foggy. <laughs> yeah. And I had also, because we had talked about last week about clips from horror movies that we remember from childhood, but we don't remember which movie it's from. Right. And one of the movies that you cited was revealed to us by a listener. Oh, that's The Legacy yeah. from 1978 starring Sam, Sam Elliott. Elliott and Catherine Ross and Roger Daltrey. <laughs> He's in it. <laughs> Inexplicably. You know what? He was pretty good. I got to say. He was very Roger Daltrey. Yeah, I guess he was playing himself. But when he had that choking scene, I <laughs> thought it was very good. He did a good choke scene, for sure. Yeah. He's um, probably been choked a few times. <laughs> it was realistic. Yeah, this movie is weirdly very realistic and scary in moments and then completely like is this a TV movie? Like it's the tone of the legacy is very TV movie. I would I would have been convinced it was a television movie if we hadn't seen seen Sam Elliott's bare ass. Yeah. Because there's a scene in the movie where Sam Elliott says, "That's bull." Yeah. And no one says that's bull unless you're on TV. <laughs> It's crazy. Like you only hear that on like Law and Order. This is a movie I feel like is almost a good movie, but yeah. they just didn't quite nail it. Because there's a lot of elements here I like, yeah, uh, for sure, in other movies, and they just couldn't pull it off. I'm just convinced Catherine Ross and Sam Elliott wanted to go on a vacation and got this movie together. They're like, why not? It's like whatever. According to Wikipedia, they actually met on the set of this film. Oh, really? So they actually must have been okay with the script enough to do it. Damn. I didn't realize that this was where they met. I agree with you, though, Desi. It, look, the premise was an okay premise. Tonally, it felt like a television movie and also not really a horror movie, even though there were horror elements in it. But tonally, There was no like mood. Like no. a scary mood. Like after just watching The Shining, that Shining, that is a mood where you feel it the moment the movie starts. Well, there's tension from like the yeah. first yeah. frame or whatever. Yeah. Like this movie had like zero tension, even though there were like tense things happening, but it just felt like just the fact that they kept playing that fucking theme song over and over again. Yes. It had like a classic. 70s movie theme song by a female singer. Right. That's pretty bland, but kind of sounds like all the other ones. Yeah. This one was by Kiki D. That uh, was the artist. It could name. have been Helly Re- Helen Reddy. It could have been Melissa Manchester. <laughs> one of those people. Uh, and then they continued to play, yeah, the song kind of much like the Brady Bunch would. A and very like, jovial version. <laughs> and there is like kind of like this cat is very prevalent in the movie. And there's kind of a re, like there's a reveal, I guess, at the end about like who the cat is. But no explanation to why we should care. Yeah. That that's who the cat is. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I mean, 
the positive thing is I finally feel like I was correct that I did see a movie <laughs> where someone gets trapped underneath the surface of a pool. Right. That's the important thing. And Sam Elliott is always fun to look at. He had great outfits. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> they have a great apartment in the opening scene with oh tons my. of houseplants and a green spiral staircase. Just like an insane apartment I or house. I wanted to go back to that house. Yeah. That house was incredible. Right. So, yeah. We watched that. The other movie that we talked about last week briefly that I had said when I was a kid, I was scarred for life uh, watching this movie on TV where a woman was degloved and then fell off a cliff or someone was degloved and the woman holding her hand fell off the cliff holding the glove. Yeah. Anyway, it was a fucking Hellraiser sequel. I know. I was shocked to see that because I figured you would definitely remember that. Well, I've seen Hellraiser but I never saw Hellbound. The, oh, you didn't? I never saw the second one. Oh, so then you wouldn't know that. So I didn't, but I, I mean, I have seen it because I saw it when I was a kid. Oh, right, right, right. Because right. I watched so it. So you haven't seen it as an adult. I haven't seen it as an adult, and I didn't know that that's the movie I was watching. Like, I didn't remember that. I think it was, not Hell, <clears throat> what was Hellraiser 2? What's it called? Hellraiser? Is Hellraiser with Pinhead? Yes. Hellraiser, the original Hellraiser, is very scary. Hell, wait, Hellraiser Two is called yes, Hellbound, Hellraiser Two. I watched, I rewatched the scene because a few listeners they sent it in, and uh, it was exactly like I remembered it too. Oh, good. Exactly. Yeah. And except for the special effects, I'm like, oh, that's very eighties. Yes. But it was still just as disgusting as I remembered. I actually feel like the pool scene was like one of the best parts in the legacy. Like it, it was the best, scariest moment. It was. Yeah. It was the best. Um, so yeah, that's all I have. Right. Um, what'd you eat? Well, we just had a delicious enchilada pie with mole sauce that Rachel made. <laughs> it was very good. I had saved up to have a nice meal. Didn't eat too much junk today. So I, was, I could really chow down two servings. Yeah. <laughs> It, it, was, it seemed pretty healthy, though, to me. I mean, yeah, it's just chicken breast and enchilada It wasn't sauce. super cheesy. It had, like, a little cheese. I, I had to give a little layer of cheese in yeah. there. I mean, it tasted like, really good. I made, like, an enchilada pie. I liked the tortillas, too. They were good. The tortillas were very good. They're, like, uh, you know, some handmade shit from the market. It makes a down difference. Down the street. Uh, yeah, they were really good tortillas and I thought, you know, I, I really liked the sauce because I had never made this recipe before. I'd never made this sauce before, but it tasted like a sauce that I haven't had since I was a kid that I have, that I think about regularly. Oh yeah. There's this restaurant in Marin County called Guaymas. It's not there anymore, sadly. But okay. I loved that restaurant. Yeah. And they had this sauce and it tasted like that. Mm. So nice. I was very pleased with myself that, yeah. I, that now I recreated that without even thinking about it. I, would, I think that putting a spoonful of that mole paste into like a chili would be really good to add like yeah. a flavor, Some like a dimension. real dimension to it. Yeah. Because it has a really strong roasty chili. I think it would be really good in like a chili. Yeah. Just put a big chunk in fucking spoonful of it. Right. Now, but yeah, before everyone thinks I made a mole completely from scratch, I did not. Although that is on one of my to-do lists in my life. I would like someone to teach me how to make a mole from scratch. Yeah. 
Uh, I've done it. You have to buy a lot of chilies. Right. It's like a process. I went down, there's this great store in my neighborhood that has a lot of really interesting sort of like gourmet cooking items that you wouldn't necessarily find yeah. all like that are hard, harder to find. And they had this mole paste there that you use to build up a, make a sauce out of. So I, I bought that and then I built a sauce out of that. Yeah. It was good. Super Very good. good. Did you have anything else? I don't think I had anything too exciting. Oh, I got my Rakuti chocolates. Yum. The best chocolates. I ordered a huge box so I could have like a little sweet every day. Of course, I've already eaten like <laughs> a bunch. I'm like 32 pieces. How many can I have? Like how long is that going to last me? Well, I finished my C's candy. Yeah. Well, the good thing about Rakuti is they are kind of more pricey. So you do feel like a little bit like, oh, I better not like eat a hundred dollars in a day or whatever. Like you want to kind of savor them and they are oh, yeah. very rich yeah. too. So that's nice too. So you really get like two pieces and you're like, that's good. Like I needed that little sweetness. That'd so, be a good present to get my mom for mother's day. Can I get that shipped to her house? Oh yeah. I got it shipped. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, you should. She's not going to listen to this episode. No, she's turned off already. She's, <laughs> she's turned it off after the story. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't care about our fucking recommendations. Because I, I always get my mom flowers. Always. I get her a huge thing of flowers. Maybe I'll get her a cutie. That's her favorite chocolate. Look, if you get that box, you're happy. No one's not going to be happy to get that box of Rakuti. I'm telling you. Especially my mother. Oh, yeah. Because my mom, she eats like us. It's an absolute... I love looking at them. They're very beautiful. Like right. I look at the little... I like to read because they have like a little blurb about each piece. I like read them all. I'm like, hmm, should I have the bergamot? <laughs> like, so they're did, so fancy. Did you do a custom box? No, I got the burgundy box, oh. which is three layers of chocolates and it has all of like three stories yeah it's three <laughs> stories it's three Wait, stories it's a three story box yeah it's three stories <laughs> so this one has chocolates it has like the little squares that are like this is from venezuela this is from Madagascar chocolate and then it has like the caramel and then all the different flavors and this one has the pate fruit the Ooh. little square fruit gels with the sugar on the outside. So I haven't had one of those yet because I'm like so excited for them. <laughs> I mean, it really is like a box of like Christmas or something. Like right. I'm literally so excited. Like, which one should I try today? Like, it's so exciting. Yeah. I love it. You should get it for her. She'll be so happy. She will. It's a nice present. She'll post about it on Instagram too. I like presents that are like things you don't necessarily buy for yourself. Right. But they're, you know, just like splurging, a splurge. I did splurge on myself. I actually did buy myself. <laughs> I deserve it. <laughs> well, you know what? No one's fucking buying it for me. <laughs> it's called self-care. Look it up. <laughs> you know what? I feel the same way. I really, I really felt like I deserved that box of candy. Do you ever buy yourself something you're like, see, this is what would make me happy. I know how to make myself happy. I do. It's like fucking buy something from like this. I'm so easy. I want like very good chocolate or like a really nice candle. <laughs> like, and I'm going to be happy. Like oh, that's totally. a nice gift for me. In terms of gifts, I really am a basic bitch. Give me, oh, a, me too. Give me a fucking Joe Malone candle. I'm happy. Me too. But I want like a nice quality one. Yeah. I mean, get me. I a don't new- want a Whitman sampler. No. <laughs> Don't get no me, offense. No, no offense to that candy, but get me get me something good, and or get me a very nice bougie candle. Yeah, I like that kind of stuff. Love it. 
So yeah, that's my exciting chocolate treat. That was very exciting for me. I was literally looking out the window. Like I was like, it's out for delivery. Because <laughs> I didn't want it to melt. I really wanted to like catch it right when, when it came. But it did have like freeze, you know, the, the ice pack bags in it or whatever. Yeah. So they do a good job. That is exciting ordering something and then like just getting so excited for it to arrive. Could you get the notifications? It's just so exciting. It's like it's out on the truck. <laughs> I feel like, I'm all, like a kid. all I order t- these days is fucking cat litter. <laughs> yeah, that's not as exciting. No. <laughs> that's when they're like, your pa- they, they like send you a picture of your package. You're like, I don't even fucking care if someone steals. <laughs> it's not like my chocolates. Yeah, I got, I got a bunch of cat litter today. It was very exciting over here. Uh, yeah. So, all right. That's all I got. Bye, guys. Bye.